Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the game, Cox. 107.5 The Game. And welcome into the Garnet Chest Hour here on 1075 The Game. Tyler Head, Chris Clark, Colin Taylor, hanging out past 10 o'clock. You never do this, Colin. No, it feels weird to be back in the studio. Yeah, so uh, 1001, Wes is out at camp today, correct? He is out at football camp today. That's correct. So, yes, Colin is helping us out here today with our special guest, Miles Studi, another transfer for the South Carolina men's basketball team. One everybody around here should be pretty familiar with coming in from Vanderbilt. Uh, Miles, welcome to Columbia and welcome to 107.5 The Game. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. This is a little odd. I, I don't, Colin, we have not done like an actual radio show together. I think I don't this think. is quite literally the first time you and I have been in the studio together and it's not like me really passing weird. on the way out while you're coming in. Yeah, so. we've worked together for years and first <laughs> radio show together. So kind of kind of weird, but Miles, excited to have you, man. Uh, appreciate you being here. I'm going to lead with this, and we'll put you on the spot a little bit. I was telling you before we came in, Colin is at, like, all the basketball games, right? Because that's what he does. He, he does every every single sport we have, basically, at Carolina. Okay. I mainly do football, football recruiting, but I did go to two games last year, guys, in person. Gotcha. One of them was the Carolina-Bama game. Okay. okay. Overtime, Carolina Thriller. lost. Really good game. Thriller, like you said. The other one was the Vandy-Carolina game. Yes, sir. And I... I'm not just saying this because you're here. I walked away going, man, Miles Studi, like, that's a really good player. Ball. Like, like yeah. He's a really good player. But I remember early in the game, the crowd was getting into it a little bit. So it was and you, you went over, <laughs> nobody can see me because I'm on the radio. You did a little crying face <laughs> to the crowd. What do you think about that? Because now you're going to be playing in front of those same fans. Yeah, no, nah, I definitely remember that moment. <laughs> I think um, I had made a pass or something and somebody got fouled and it was just a reaction kind of thing. Um, no, no, hold on. I got to correct you. Yes, Actually, nobody got fouled yeah. because, congratulations, y'all were the first team in basketball history to not foul the other team <laughs> in the first half. Do y'all remember that? Wow. Yes, Isn't that I a do. correct stat? Yeah. I think they, not, not the first team in history, but y'all literally yeah. had no fouls in the first half. That's crazy. Yeah. It is. It's we, not true. Well, <laughs> There's no way well, y'all didn't foul okay, somebody. Right. It was, but it was funny. <laughs> they like, they I were not, but no fouls were called. No fouls were it, called. But it was funny. We were sitting there. <laughs> we didn't, I didn't even notice it until probably the under four like the final media timeout, yeah. and I'm looking, I was like, I don't think South Carolina shot a free throw. Mm-hmm. And normally that's that's not unusual, but then I'm like, well, hold on, Vanderbilt hasn't been called for a foul yet. Right, so, zero fouls yeah, is crazy. Yeah. yeah, and especially in the SEC where you get a ton of, you know, it can get Touch physical. Fouls. But it, it, but it right. can get physical in the SEC too, especially at the rim. So mm-hmm. um, really interesting. But I do remember when, Miles, to Chris's point, like I remember when, news started to break that you were coming on campus for a visit and you were on and doing all that and i think he texted me and he goes do they have a shot with this kind i was like i think they do like and just talking to people and he's like man that'd be awesome because he like <laughs> i think i could pull the text up and he's like yeah he can ball and so um no doubt you left an impression on a lot of south carolina fans probably in a good way um coming off of those two i know the the one at colonial life was a bigger game but yeah those two yeah. 
the the first the first impression was like, all right, look at this guy. Like he's he's doing some crying faces yeah. to the crowd. Like, I kind of like that. I'm down with it. And then you're watching, and yeah, yeah. So from your perspective, come having played here as an opponent, what is Colonial Life Arena like as far as atmosphere goes? Well, I mean, I'm I'm an older cat, so you know I've played a couple games at Colonial Life um, <laughs> over the course of my career, collegiate career. Um, and every time I come out here, it's just I, I feel the energy. Um, there's always for whatever reason, a pretty good crowd that shows up um, whenever we played uh, when I was at Vanderbilt at Colonial Life. Um, and, and so just kind of seeing that, seeing the passion that the fans have for, for the team, for the program, um, just, just coming up and showing up no matter, like, what day it is, what the, what the context is, how the team is doing. They're just there showing up, cheering them on, giving them great energy, um, providing a, a live, you know, environment for the team to play in um, is, is definitely intriguing, and it was really, really appealing to me. Um, being able to kind of draw back to those memories when I was going through my transfer portal process, for sure. One of the reasons that we wanted to get you on here, Miles, was, um, you know, I was talking to Colin about some players that we could get here on the Garnet Trust Hour, and it's like, got to get Miles, like, because he remembered a com- the interview that y'all did, the conversation y'all had, and yes, sir. basically kind of said, like, paraphrasing, like, he'll tell it like it is. Yeah, so, sure. so tell us, walk us through the process of, deciding to enter the transfer portal and just why at this stage in your career you felt like that was the best move for you no doubt um yeah i think i think there was a, a bunch of different factors that went into, the, into my decision to to leave vanderbilt and enter the transfer portal um i think probably the biggest reason was really just for pure basketball fit um at vanderbilt i was being u- utilized more so as like a stretch four power forward type of guy pick and pop kind of kind of player um, and, and my thing is I'll do whatever the coach asks me to do. Um, very, very coachable. Any role that I'm given on a team, I'll accept that and, and try to embrace it to the best of my ability. Um, but, but looking back on my career um, and thinking about the levels that I want to take myself to and, and how I want to play at the next level in the NBA, um, I just thought that how I was being utilized at Vanderbilt wasn't my true game. It wasn't my true self. Um, I wasn't really allowing uh, people to see who I really am as a basketball player. Um, and I, I wasn't being utilized in terms of my full skill set. Um, and so in saying that, I decided that I wanted to, to find somewhere new, um, you know, see some fresh faces and, and kind of get some new impressions from, from different people and, and some different feedback from different people. Um, see, see, you know, just, just what I can really do and how far I can push myself um, in terms of, of, like I said, taking it to that next level. So. And la- last year was obviously Coach Paris's first season at South Carolina, first season coaching in the SEC, and it was rough for yeah. a lot of the season. He had the highlights of the Kentucky game, nearly beating Alabama in overtime. What did you like about South Carolina and Coach Paris that made you want to come here? There's a lot of things, actually, um, about Coach Paris, about the team, about South Carolina. Um, namely, one of those things was, like you said, that they, they had a lot of um, high light moments in terms of uh, certain games that, that were really, really close that could have gone South Carolina's way. Um, but in saying that, you can see the fight in the team. You can see how the guys kept come together and, and really embrace each other and, and take every game, every practice seriously. Um, even just so far, first couple of weeks in the summer workouts, we've been pushing each other every single day, um, beating up on each other, you know, really pushing each other and trying to embrace that healthy competition to get each other better and, and get each other to where we need to be um, when the SEC play comes around. Um, but but definitely last year, just seeing that fight, that dog that the, the team had within itself um, and the ability to stay together, even in, the, in those harsh moments and close, tough losses, um, I thought it really spoke uh, to the culture that Coach Paris is trying to 
um, embody and, and really create here at South Carolina within the program. Um, and I've definitely felt that culture so far, for sure. And Miles, I know you kind of talked about showcasing your skill set a little bit more here. Vanderbilt's very sets heavy. You're going to run a half-court offense and do right. that. Coach Paris is a little bit more free-flowing, yeah. letting guys do what they want to do offensively speaking. That is, what what do you feel like you can showcase more in this South Carolina system versus what you were able to show at Vanderbilt? Not yeah. dissing any of the two, that's how they do it, but just what do you feel like you can do differently here that showcases a little bit more of your skill set? Right. No, for sure. Um, like I said, I, I thought at Vanderbilt I was kind of utilized more as a pick-and-pop floor spacer, just catch-and-shoot um, kind of guy. Um, but coming to South Carolina, um, I really just want to show that I can put it on the deck efficiently. Um, make reads efficiently as well, um, not be a super turnover-heavy guy, not be out there making and one crazy dribble moves, but just making the right play, making simple plays, um, playing basketball the right way. Um, within the, the flow of the game, like you said, uh, Coach Paris really allows his guys to have that basketball freedom um, and, and, you know, make some mistakes here and there and, and play through, um, you know, their, their decisions that they make on the court. Um, and that was really, really appealing to me um, as I weighed my options throughout the transfer portal process. Um, I, I thought that this basketball fit that I've found here in South Carolina um, in, in terms of my skill set and what I'm going to be able to show with just being able to, to attack closeouts and, like I said, make the right pass, make the right play, whether it's for myself or for my teammates, um, is something that I'm really going to be able to showcase all year long as well as my uh, defensive ability. Um, I thought I'd been but I was kind of kind of forced to, you know, guard bigger guys and, and be more in the paint in terms of a post defender um, being played at the power forward position. Um, but now I'm going to be able to get out on the perimeter and, you know, guard ball screens and really get into guys and, and be more of a hound. Um, that's something that I really, really can't wait to, to show this year and something that I've been really working really hard on this offseason. So I'm excited. I, I know that um, you ran into somebody from the station out here in the hall and they were asking about your position and you said guard. Yes, sir. And you said but two, three, or four, right? Yes, so, sir. like, I know you can do all those things, but in talking with Coach Paris and, and going through the course of workouts, mm -hmm. is it really going to be kind of maybe an even split between all those things, like sh anything from stretch four to a two guard? Um, that's something that I really like about this team because, is that we're versatile. Um, I feel like we have a lot of different guys that can play different positions efficiently and, and actually effectively, you know, not just saying that, just to say that. Um, so that's that's really really intriguing to me, and I'm excited to see how Coach Paris utilizes not only myself but my teammates as well. Guys like B.J. Mack, guys like Stephen Clark, uh, Taylon Cooper, you know, guys that are, like we can really just play a positionless basketball uh, style just off of the fact of how skilled we are as a team overall. So that's really really intriguing. But I know in terms for me um, and, and the role that I'm coming into this year, I'm definitely being asked to be more of a guard two three kind of guy. Um, I'm sure I'll play some minutes at the four as well, just to, depending on matchups and whatnot and, and how Coach Paris wants to attack certain teams. Um, but definitely, definitely looking forward to having the ball in my hands a bit more, being able to make some reads and, and like I said, just hound guys on defense, just be a dog all year. How how exciting is that to, I mean, you talk about being a little bit of a guard, but Michi's played some point too, Jacoby's played some point, you got Talon coming in as well. Just yeah. how exciting is that to have at one point, maybe two, three, sometimes even four ball handlers on the floor, and you can really space and pace things a little bit. It's amazing because that's that's how a lot of SEC teams play. Um, you look at some of the you know better teams in our league, guys like Alabama teams, like even Tennessee at times. They'll play four guards with a big and and just go at it. You know, not really call any sets, but have a free flowing offense where they read and react off of each other and just play off of each other. Um, and I think that's some of the, exactly what we can do here this this upcoming year. 
um, like you say, guys like Michi and, and Talon and, and Jacoby, um, all being able to play on and off the ball uh, really efficiently. Um, it's, it's really, really exciting what we got brewing here. Like I said, even just throughout the past week and a half, our open gyms have been really, really competitive. Um, our practices have been really competitive. There's been a lot of, you know, just encouragement, uh, uplift, and, and just pushing each other, embracing the grind uh, day in and day out. So I really love what we're building here right now. All right, we'll keep our conversation going with Miles Studi here on the Garnet Trust Hour coming up next on 107.5 The Game. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. And welcome back into the Garnet Trust Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Tyler, Chris, and Colin along with you. Today's special guest, Miles Studi, new transfer uh, for South Carolina men's basketball. And want to go back to your time at Vanderbilt a little bit here. You had the opportunity to play for Jerry Stackhouse. And, you know, there are a lot of great coaches around the country. Very few of them have had the length of career that he's had, especially in the NBA. What was it like? playing for Coach Stackhouse uh, over there at Vanderbilt? Man, it was incredible. Um, you know, they definitely have the utmost respect for Coach Stackhouse and, and just all the things that I was taught by Coach Stackhouse during my tenure at Vanderbilt, um, you know, is, is, is priceless. I can't even put a, a name on the number of things that I, I learned during my time at Vanderbilt and under Coach Stackhouse. Um, and, and just because of my time there, I've become such a, such a bet, much better basketball player um, and overall person. Um, because of that. So I'm very, very thankful to have played under a coach that, you know, played in the league for almost 20 years and is a Hall of Famer and all those good things. Um, yeah, no, no, nothing much more to say. I'm definitely just very, very, very thankful that I even had the opportunity to to, to play under Coach Stackhouse. And Miles, I'll kind of talk a little bit about that, Vanderbilt. You were part of a team that, I want to say your first year there, you go, what, 9-16, and 16, and then it's a slow build from there, 19-17 um, and 17 the year after, and then obviously last year, could have made the argument that that was a, an NCAA tournament team, at the, especially at the end of the, the year. How much can that experience of being part of a build and being part of something like that help you at a South Carolina team that's trying to pretty much do the same thing? Mm-hmm. How much can that help that experience coming to South Carolina? It, it helps tremendously because you know just exactly what it looks like, the, the day in and day out grind, the the things it takes to, to get to that level and not only just be in those close games, but to win those close games, you know, consistently as well. Um, the the getting up shots after <clears throat> after coming back from a away game at 2 a.m., um, getting in the cold tub after practice, like just doing all those little things and encouraging the guys on your team to do the same things as well and take the game just as seriously as you are um, attributes to, to winning those games, like you said, and, and overhauling that, that, um, that program. Because um, it, it took a lot just, just to be – um, a piece it, uh, in that program from my freshman year to my junior year. Um, like you said, just the, the turnaround um, from, I believe it was, yeah, winning nine games my freshman year to this past year winning around 20-plus-ish. Um, I can't exactly remember the number. but 22. 22, yeah. thank yeah. you. Yes, yeah. sir. And making the NIT and, and um, having an argument to have, could have could have said, you know, hey, we, we belong in the NCAA tournament and we, we feel like we should be there. Um, after winning our last, I want to say, like, eight out of 10 games, 11 out of 13 games. It was something, it was some crazy number like that. Um, but but it just, it, it speaks to the guys in that locker room and it speaks to the to the knowledge and lessons that we bestowed upon each other. Um, I, I can see those same lessons being, you know, given to one another and taken from one another in this uh, South Carolina Gamecock locker room this year. Um, so I'm, I'm really, really excited, you know, to be a part of this 
um, turnaround. Um, I know it is Coach Perry's second year, but I think it's definitely going to be one of his better years when it's all said and done, just off of the off the fact of this team and the makeup that we have. I'm really, really excited. So, like Colin said, you've seen, you know, the climb. You've seen what it takes to improve not only individually but as a team. And then you've seen some really good players that you played with at Vandy. You've seen some really, really good players in this league that you played against for a few years now. For sure. I know you haven't gone through an actual season. You haven't played a game with these guys yet. But how close do you think this team is based on what you've seen so far, what you know, to being even more competitive and being along the lines of some of these other teams that, that you've played against and with? I, I wouldn't even say we're close. I think we're there. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's time for us to start start saying that we've arrived you know I think it's time for us to gain that mindset that we're some they got to come and play us too you know we're not we're not scared of anybody we don't fear any team not only in the conference but in the country um I think that's that's going to be the makeup of our team in terms of our mindset and, and how we go about things um just because of the group of guys that we have the confidence that we have in each other even already um the chemistry starting to click and and um we're starting to get through some of those just little humps that you get through get to um, when you have new guys coming in and you have a new team, um, especially with, you know, the transfers that we've brought in, the number of just new guys coming into the program, um, it's, it's, we got something special brewing. I'll say that. You know, I'm really, really excited. I, I hope you guys can hear my voice, Gamecock Nation. <laughs> we've got, got some questions on the Insiders Forum on GamecockCentral.com, and if, if you have a question for Miles and want to send it in to the Firehouse Subs text line. We'll certainly see if we can get to it. That's 803-446100. Text in your questions for Miles Studi. Uh, but this question from the Insiders Forum, what part of Miles' game does he feel he has the biggest need for improvement going into this season? I, I know you mentioned, like, probably the biggest difference we're going to see, right, is just stylistically, like, how you're going to be able to play. But if you had sure. to pick out just an actual skill or two that you want to improve the most, what would you pick? Mm. That's a good one. I say definitely my playmaking, my playmaking ability. Um, you know, I kind of spoke on making the right play um, earlier, earlier in the um, radio show. Um, whether that's for myself or making the right pass to my teammates. You know, draw two, drawing two, drawing three, and kick, getting two feet in the paint, and, and finding a shooter on the outside, stuff like that. Um, those are something. Those that's something that I've really, really been harping on um, this off season so far. Um, but not only that, I I really am working on my defense as well, you know, stuff like my lateral foot speed, my agility, um, just just having that hunger and desire to not allow my opponent to score or get into scoring position um, is it, something that I've really, really been focusing on over the past three, four months, you know, watching a ton of film on, watching great defenders, guys like Jalen Brown, Kawhi Leonard, um, just just really embodying that because I want to – I want when, when the team comes in this year, I want Coach Paris to look at me and say, I want you to get their best guy. I want you to guard guard the guy that's supposed to go give us 30. I want you to put him in a bottle. Um, so that's that's something that I really want to take on this career, take on take on this year, take on that challenge to, to just be a dog, not only this year, but for the rest of my career as well, um, just, just to be a, a key defender on a, on a really good team. It kind of sticking with that, but Coach Paris has talked to the media at least about being a defensive guy, wants to have a good offense, obviously, but – a lot gets made about this portal class, especially about the shooting. You know, you obviously coming in as a shooter, BJ Mack, I mean, put up really good numbers there. Talon, um, really good three-point shooter. What can we sure. expect from you personally, but also from this entire team, not just the transfers, the, the jump up defensively um, after last season? No, for sure. 
Um, I think with this group, like, the offense is going to take care of itself. We're going to find enough points to, to beat teams and be, be in games with teams that are really, really good and at the top of the uh, collegiate level. So now it's all about finding ways to get stops, close out possessions. Um, you know, I know rebounding was one of the tougher parts about last year's team, and, and it was really, um, you know, like a weaker area um, in last year's team. Um, and, I, you know, I think we have guys this year that really – embody that physical mindset to to go hit you know not just watching the, the shot go up and, and hoping that we get the ball but going after it you know going to hit guys being physical down low um you know making sure everything's accounted for um in terms of finishing out possessions and, and not not allowing teams to get you know easy second chance points on us um off a of putback or off a of, you know rebounding kick for three stuff like that um it's, it's definitely those little details that are that are going to separate this year's team from last year's team is just embodying that mindset and understanding that we can't take any plays off. You, B.J. Mack, Talon Cooper, Stephen Clark, the guys that, that Colin mentioned in this four-man transfer class, yes, one thing y'all are bringing is a lot of experience, right? You're not bringing in a class of four freshman transfers. So right. seeing what you saw playing against South Carolina last year and what you know your own scouting reports and then how, how important – and how critical is that to add that much experience to a team like that that obviously had some good pieces already? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I think it is really, really important, um, you know, with Coach, last year being Coach Paris' first year, um, last year being some of the some of the guys on the in the program, it being their first year in the program as well. Um, now that they've got a, kind of gotten over, over that piece and we add in, you know, like you said, four uh, new veteran guys in this transfer portal class, um, I think it's a really, really good mix, along with the freshmen that we're bringing in as well, um, in, into this into this program. Um, I'm I'm really, really high on everybody so far. Just like I said, over our past two weeks, being in the day in and day out grind of of practice and workouts and everything like that, um, seeing seeing what these guys can really do and kind of testing them and and pushing them to their limits a little bit as as they're doing the same thing to me. Um, it just allows us to really, really build that that true chemistry, um, and. and it really helps because that experience that um, this portal class is bringing in with me, Steve, Talon, and, and BJ, we played a lot of minutes at the collegiate level already. You know, um, I know guys like Steve and, and BJ, I think even Talon, I think this is all their last years, if I'm not mistaken, um, in terms of eligibility. Um, so just like, like this is it for us, you know what I mean? This is this is what we came here to do is, is put South Carolina basketball on the map. Um, you know, we're going to just come in and, and compete every single day, like, I, I can't stress how important that is just to compete and go against each other and, and embody that grind, that, that understanding of, you know, like we just can't take any plays off, any days off. Um, it, it's hard to overhaul a, a program and, and really get it to where it's supposed to be w without doing that. You know, like you got to just embody the grind fully. You have to immerse yourself in it. You got to become obsessed with it is, is what Coach Paris has been um, talking to us about it and really – trying to help us understand is that this year is going to be a grind. There's there's going to be many, many uncomfortable parts about this year. Um, but in those uncomfortable parts, are we leaning on one another, leaning on one another? Are we holding each other accountable? Are we having those uncomfortable, uncomfortable conversations that, that successful programs and successful teams need in order to, to win those close games and then pull out, pull out of tough moments? Um, it's, it's definitely, definitely, definitely building something special here. Well, and, and I did the math before we go to break. Um, 430 total games between the four of you, 299 starts, yeah. uh, 11,373 collegiate minutes between the four of you. Mm. So quite a bit of um, 
experience. Yeah. Right. Quite a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We'll have more with Miles Studi coming up next. But first, I want to remind everyone about the Craft Beer Passport on 1075game.com. Click on the Sweet Deals tab and purchase yourself the Craft Beer Passport, a $285 value, all yours for just $99. Good at over 15 locations around the Midlands, including Steel Hands Brewing, where we were out yesterday. Again, go to 1075game.com and click on the Sweet Deals tab for the Craft Beer Passport. For the conversation with Miles Studi, continuing on the Garden Trust Hour next on 1075 The Game. What we're talking about on 1075 The Game. Sponsored by Love Chevrolet. Welcome back into the Garnet Trust Hour. Tyler, Colin, Chris, along with you. Today's guest, Miles Studi from the Gamecock men's basketball team. And, and Miles, we, we love to learn more about uh, our interviewees off the court a little bit. And uh, looking over your uh, bio and profile, you come from a very athletic family. Said your grandfather played some football at Minnesota. He had an aunt that played basketball at Miami, Ohio. Your mom was a bowler at Florida A&M? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, no. Nah. Um, my not my whole family, but definitely my immediate family is is very very sports oriented. Um, growing up, I always had a ball in my hands, whether it was a football, basketball, golf ball, tennis ball. You know, like just always being around and, and being a curious kid. Um, my parents made sure that 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 curiosity was filled with something that was productive. So definitely um, being around my little brothers as well and my older brother, um, we kind of just were able to come together um, and really really push each other. Now, are you a bowler yourself? Yeah, it gets competitive. <laughs> it definitely does. Now, does mom, mom still have it? Is she still the best she out does. of everyone? I, yeah. I got to give it to her. You know, that's mom, <laughs> so I can't say I, I'm better than her, but she she definitely still got it. I'll say that. What's her best score? 300s. She's, she's oh, perfect. She's, no, like she's... She can do it. Yeah, like consistently. Like there's <sighs> been streaks of games where she'll go get 280, 285, 300. Cool. I'm just like, yo. I've never even nuts. approached that. <laughs> what, what about you? What's your... I'm I'm good for 220, 275 oh in that God. range. That's really good. Pretty you good. You know what I'm saying? So, Colin, what's your best yeah. bowling score? Oof. Oof. I'm in like the 100s. Yeah, like I'm in. If, like I, if, if I get, yeah. oh, if I got to 150, I'm like <laughs> yeah. party time. It'd yeah. be great. Yeah. Better yeah. at ski ball than bowling. Okay. Look at ski ball player. You golf like you said golf ball. Do you yes. golf? Yes, sir. I do still consistently golf. Um, my my grandfather actually, um, toured the country at a professional level. That's pretty cool. Um, and played in some events. Um, as well. So uh, coming up, he he made sure that I uh, was out of the driving range every now and then and on on the greens for sure. There you yeah. go. Do you have a favorite golfer that you follow? Um, I got a couple. Yeah, I, say I still like Tiger for sure. Um, I watch Jordan Spieth as well. Um, those are probably my top two guys. Phil Mickelson as well. Got to give a shout out to him too for sure. Yeah. Shout out the lefties. Yeah. Shout, Shout out, out to the lefties. lefties. Yeah. Now, do you hit you hit righty though? Right? I hit righty. Because you know yeah. some guys will change it up. Colin, you. I'm a lefty. You're a yeah. you're a lefty golfer. I'm lefty in everything. And everything. I, the only I thing, thought you switched it up. The like, only thing I don't do, oddly enough, I'm right footed and I shoot a bat. Like I'm a terrible at basketball, but I shoot a basketball right handed. Which I is shoot probably, a basketball left handed. That's which the only is probably thing I why I suck at basketball. Well, we can ask. We have somebody here that could give you some tips. I know. We need so in here. We've got. Actually, in the, the next break, we're going to get Miles to do the, the two-tier toss, the cornhole. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see if there's he can hit a, that golf ball. I about to say, there's yeah. also like a, a now, wedge in there somewhere. Now, yeah. what what score did uh, Karina have on the uh, cornhole last week? He's got to beat that. I don't know. Did Karina do well? That okay, was West. Yeah, West was in here. West was in yeah, here. I think we forgot to write her score down. But we're, we're trying to get everybody that Run comes to the contest. here to throw it and see what score they can get. Well, okay. I definitely want to see Miles with the putter. 
Sure, or whatever that is, wedge. You might have to putt <laughs> with the wedge. I don't know. Yeah. And then um and then we'll do the two tier toss and kind of we'll kind of see how that goes. Um, you know, a lot of the uh football guys, a lot of the baseball guys, Colin, they're big golfers. Mm-hmm. So maybe we need to connect you with some of those definitely. guys you can go out yeah. and play. No, definitely. Do. Have you met any of the other athletes so far oh. from some other teams? A couple, yeah, a couple of football guys. I say a couple of baseball guys as well. Um, definitely just been positive vibes and, and yeah. warm greetings. So that's been that's been good so far. Spencer Rattler's a big golfer. Okay. So maybe we can get you out there yeah, with yeah. him. Maybe maybe I gotta hit the hit the field uh hit the greens with Spencer one time. He's also not so. a bad basketball player either. Okay. Couple uh, NIL, yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe get you with like TaylorMade or something like that. A couple NIL deals to get most, you out most there. There we go. Get you a new driver or something like that. <laughs> there are, there's oh actually boy. a pretty fierce competition among football guys, baseball guys, as far as like who's the best. On uh, golfing wise. Golfing wise. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I got it. And there's supposedly yeah. like Jack Mahoney. Jack's a really good golfer. Is really like could have okay. gone to college and play. Are you that good? Could you have gone to like I would I would say I could have gone to college, golf? but I was definitely competitive, definitely in in the high school and in middle school. Um, was a was a big big golfer, much much bigger than I am now. Um, in terms of getting getting on the green and and getting around the the, the rounds and whatnot, but yeah, yeah, no, I was I was big on it for sure. All right, so so back to the sports you actually do play. You know, the most often. Uh, basketball. Yeah. Who are some guys that you model your game after or, or just mm-hmm. some favorite players? Uh, man, I could be up here talking all day about guys I watch and, and kind of have modeled my game around. Um, but but definitely over the past couple of years, it's, it's been a bit of a change. So now coming into my year um, at South Carolina, I kind of want to embody some different players. So in the past, I'd definitely say guys like Clay Thompson, um, watch a bunch of film on Duncan Robinson, um, Pedro Stoyakovich, you know, just real catching catching stick shooters that can do it in, in different ways off different footworks, coming off different screens, stuff like that. Um, but now as I kind of come into a, a new chapter in my career, I want to, you know, embody some some different guys, guys like, you know, Jalen Brown, um, you know, two-way guards that are big, play really hard, solid defense, but can give you a bucket and, and make the right play as well. Um, yeah, like I said, I've been watching a lot, a lot of Jalen Brown, even Tyrese Maxey. Um, yeah. Oh, man, let's see. Uh, the the Pager one is interesting. I don't know if yeah. I've ever heard. But, man, he was... <laughs> he was he was tough. He man. was something. He was really, really good. Even Steve Kerr. I watched a bunch of Steve Kerr um, playing on the Bulls with, with um, MJ. Um, you know, I, I'm a student of the game, so I've watched yeah. guys from the 70s and, and on up for sure. You you mentioned MJ. When we had BJ in here the other day, <laughs> okay. we asked him his take on the MJ LeBron oh, debate. Man. Where do you fall? <laughs> um, I, I I gotta say Kobe's my goat. Okay, honestly. okay. So that's fair. M, MJ's cool. LeBron's cool. But at the end of the day, the 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 guy sitting at the top of my Mount Rushmore is Kobe being Bryant. No no doubt about it. <laughs> well, other than Kobe, you mentioned a lot. Like you mentioned three point shooters and defense. So you're like a three. And is that what you feel like you're like? Pro potential is like that three and D type yeah. of player that you see nowadays. A most lot. certainly, most certainly, yeah. But I think at, at the next level, um, just just getting my foot in the door, you know, like rookie year kind of mindset. I think being a three and D um, catch and stick guy that can take you off the dribble, make the right play, get two feet in the paint, and get a bucket for himself for a teammate, and, and play really hard, solid defense is is where I'm gonna probably flourish and and really embody my my NBA role. Now, something we were talking about earlier is just obviously being at Vandy the past few years, 
played a lot of really good players across the country. Who are some of the toughest guys you've matched up against? Like guys, like even maybe during the game, you're like, man, that dude's nice. Yeah, I say, okay, I got a couple guys for sure because the SEC has been really, really competitive throughout my last three years. Um, So definitely my freshman year, I think a guy like Moses Moody was um, a bit of a challenge. Um, I know he went... He was a one and done at Arkansas and, and has been pretty successful with the Warriors as well. So shout out to my guy Moses for sure. Um, it, it's been funny just being able to be friends with a lot of these guys as well off the court and, and kind of being able to joke about some of our on-court duels. <laughs> um, so that's that's been fun. I say a guy like uh, James Shackleford at Alabama too. Brandon Miller as well this past year. He had a really, really good year as a freshman and, and is now probably going to get drafted either one, two, or three. Um Let's see, man. It's, it's a bunch of guys that I... Can... Brandon Miller, you know, I mentioned that was the other game. I went to y'all's game against... Alabama game. Or not y'all now. Right. Vanderbilt's Vanderbilt. game <laughs> against Carolina. <laughs> Vanderbilt against y'all. And um, and then I went to the Bama game. I mean, Brandon Miller just single-handedly. Mm-hmm. What was he for, Colin? 40? For like yeah, I think 41 40, points. 41 points. But I he think he the, set the career, his career high that yeah. night. He hit the game-tying shot. And send it to overtime, shot. and then hit the game-winning shot with a couple seconds the, left. The game-tying shot, he took eight steps, so there was, I got to say. And Hayden, yeah. Brown, <laughs> yeah, and, and Hayden Brown got called for a phantom fifth foul. In yeah, that was, that was pretty bad. Yeah. So, well, What did you think about uh, Gigi Jackson and his freshman year here at South Carolina? No, I, th- I was going to say him next, actually. I thought he had a really good year, um, and I definitely personally think he'll get drafted, you know, t- uh, higher into the first round as well. Um but he, he had a really, really good year. He showed a lot of the things he can do really effectively and efficiently, um, not only just being, you know, like a, a main kind of key key scorer kind of guy, but I thought he had some really good spurts where he played solid defense as well and, and showed some of his leading capabilities in, in terms of kind of riling the guys up and getting them behind him um, in games where he was doing really well. Um, and, and just kind of, you know, guarding him, like, Having that matchup against him a little bit, it was definitely fun competing with him and talking talking a little bit of stuff with him, <laughs> <laughs> um, just because he's a pure competitor at heart, and you can see that within his game, um, and, and how he approaches the game as well. So, you know, shout out to my guy Gigi. He he's doing his thing for sure. Now, what's his trash talk like? <laughs> Obviously, we, we we don't get the mic'd up version of yeah. Gigi out there on the court. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, it, it, he'll hit a shot and he'll you know give you a tap on the butt going back on defense. Maybe some <laughs> say something in, into your ear. Um, that that the coaches and the refs can't see, uh, <laughs> that I can't really say on air without getting you guys fined for. <laughs> but you know, what, that, that what about be. your trash talk game? What are you going? Now we know we saw yeah. the uh, we saw the whiny face to the yeah. fans. I don't know if you do that to an actual player, but <laughs> what, what do you have? Uh, I mean, it really depends on, on kind of the vibe of the game. Truthfully, <laughs> I don't I don't go out and try to trash talk every single game. But if it's getting a little chippy and, and you know someone's been in my ear for a little bit, I might gotta let them hear me <laughs> after I get a bucket or, or stop and let them know I'm here. I'm not going for any of that. Um, but you know, definitely just gotta have that dog in you, um, especially playing at this level because it's, it's killer be killed out there. All right, we'll wrap up the conversation on the Garner Trust Hour with Miles Studi coming up next on 107.5 The Game. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. Yep. Uh, KJ Williams at, at LSU, he's one. That Miles, he was good. Um, Adam Miller at LSU, 
Welcome back into the Garnet Trust Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Tyler, Chris, and Colin along with you, along uh, as well as Miles Studi, new addition to the Gamecock men basketball team. That was a short clip of when we had B.J. Mack in here the other day on Tuesday for the Garnet Trust Hour, and we asked him the question, who are some of the best players he went against in his time when he was at Wofford this past season, and he named you as one of those players. Uh, how does that feel? Uh, it feels really good, man. Um, you know, I kind of got a little bit of bragging rights um, <laughs> OBJ on that game just because we, we had beat Wofford. Um, but, man, it feels really good to to know that that respect level is there because he was definitely one of the better players I, I played during my time at Vanderbilt as well. I want to say he gave us like 20 that game. He was killing us. So He uh, I, he gave me a little bit. I was like, tell us a little bit about Miles' game. And he went into like scouting report mode. Okay. <laughs> he like gave us basically what their scouting report was on you. But he did yeah. say... He's like, it did not go very well, especially <laughs> at the beginning of the game. He said they settled in a little bit better. But, no, t- so he gave his opinion on you. Tell tell us a little bit about what to expect from BJ. Oh, man. I, I think there's still so much that he hasn't shown uh, his, himself at this collegiate level that he's just shown throughout these past couple of weeks in the workouts and whatnot. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling really, really highly about BJ and his game, his role on the team um, because of the versatility that he provides, you know, being a bigger player. Um, I think he can he can really bang in the front court for us, but at the same time step out to the perimeter, hit some really tough and, and big shots, timely shots, um, and, and make crucial you know plays and passes that uh, most people might not be able to see or, or even even think about. Um, you know, I I think it's, he's going to be something a, a person that really like I said provides that versatility and allows us to attack teams in, in certain ways that they might not be able to recover from. Um, just just because of that, like I, I keep harping on that versatility, mm-hmm. um, that that positionless kind of style of basketball that we're gonna embody this year and allow everybody to just you know play their game at the at the highest level um, in the flow of the offense. Um, it's, it's it's really really exciting the things that BJ is gonna bring with his shooting, with his um, like I said, just his big frame, his his body, being able to bang down down with those posts um, and bigger guys, and also being able to step out and hit some 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 really really tough shots. I'm excited about about BJ for sure. You were um, t- talking earlier about the workouts that y'all have, the open gyms you have going on right now. But but walk the listeners through at this point in the season, kind of what a typical day is for you. No doubt. Um. So yeah, random Thursday, Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, like today, I can't even remember the days. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's Thursday. You know. Um. So we'll we'll um we'll get up, have breakfast. Um. Not necessarily as a team. Um. But. It's available for us in the facility, so a lot of the guys will go over around the same time and kind of eat together um, before we start our uh, first workout for the day. Um, and depending on what it is, it's either a lift or it's, it's an encore workout um, over in the Coliseum or, or, or in CLA. Um, and then after that, after that lift or that encore workout, we'll either have you know another workout, whether that be the the lift that we didn't have or the encore workout that we didn't have. Um, so those will get flipped. Um, and if we don't have an encore workout, it'll it'll be a team practice. Um, our open gym kind of kind of vibe where we can get up and play some pickup, run some fives, get up and down, and, and play with each other. Um, but following those two workouts that we'll have each day, um, we we will have some time to ourselves for the rest of the day, most likely. Um, so usually for myself, I'll get back in the gym uh, after my nap or, or after a good meal and, and a little bit of rest, um, and I'll get some more shots up and work on certain parts of my game, or I'll get in the weight room and, and um, you know work on my body a little bit more. Um, and then after that, you know, I'll just rest and recover. Maybe watch a little bit of YouTube or watch a movie, um, and get ready to do the same exact thing the next day. 
Uh, we love talking about food here on the Garner Trust Hour when you're not okay. having to eat the super healthy stuff for workouts or in the season. And like, well, what's your go-to yeah. food? Man, it's, it's tough right now because I'm trying to lose a little bit of weight. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but I say my go-to has really just, you know, been Chipotle lately. Um, chicken, rice, and some veggies. Maybe a little bit of queso if I'm feeling good. Um, that's that's really been my, my go-to of the past, really, really the past year, truthfully. Um, I've really, really been a big Chipotle fan just because it's so quick and easy. So, yeah. And you, you keep it pretty healthy most of the time. Try yeah. to. Yeah, no doubt. Is it a burrito or is it a bowl? It's a bowl. 100%. Okay, there you go. Now, do you with do a tortilla you, on the side? I was gonna ask Ooh. you anything with the tortilla on the that, side, where you get more. That's a pro tip right there. Yeah. <laughs> so what what goes in the bowl? Like you're mm. uh, you're not going crazy with it. What's what's the Chipotle bowl look like? It, it's the same thing every time. I go chicken or double chicken, depending on how I'm feeling. Uh, no beans. Brown rice. You got to get brown rice. Brown this rice is, is the pro move. This there. is a key. Yeah, brown rice <laughs> is the pro move. <laughs> and then we're going pico de gallo, that medium salsa. Um, maybe, maybe a little bit of, uh, the spicy salsa as well. If I'm feeling it, if I'm up for it that day, but if not, we'll just go with a little bit of queso on the side and I'll drizzle a bit on top and shake it up and get it right. Sometimes I'll go with the, uh, the salad dressing as well. That's a, another pro tip. Oh, the vinaigrettes. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good move there. No doubt. A lot of yeah. good protein in that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Gotta have it. All hey. that working out that Miles did. That's a lot of workouts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Last well, thing for you, Miles, because we're about to run out of time unfortunately here on the garnet trust hour so you mentioned watching youtube watching movies is that kind of when you're not playing ball working out doing school stuff whatever is that kind of just what you're doing yeah chilling yeah, watching chilling, something watching something usually um i'm trying to get back into production a little bit i used to make beats a lot okay. um, when i was in high school and a little bit more in middle school so that's something that i'm ha having a little as i'm having a little bit of free time during this off season i've kind of got back into to production and, and beat making a little bit um, as well, and just kind of let my creativity flow a little bit. Um, I actually have a, a T-shirt that was designed by my guys over at Crispy NYC um, that that just dropped. Um, so the the link is in my Instagram bio for that. You know, a nice little bit of self promo, right quick. <laughs> um, but yeah, we got a, a nice T-shirt and, and some more merchandise coming coming in that's in the works right now. Um, so I'm definitely excited about that. Um, but but like I said, just I'm a really creative person. Um, sometimes I'll you know. Uh, paint a little bit um whatever the case may be just just kind of trying to give myself some creative outlets other than basketball sometimes uh when i when i have some downtime for sure well hey let us know if you drop a mixtape yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure no yeah. doubt all right like chris said unfortunately we are out of time miles thanks so much for hanging out with us a little bit very excited to see what you can do in a gamecock uniform this season Yes, sir. No, thanks for having me. I definitely enjoyed my time here on the show, so I appreciate you guys, and thank you all for tuning in. If you missed any of this conversation, I'll have it up shortly on the 107.5 The Game podcasting page. Well, that'll do it for today's edition of the Garnet Trust Hour. Coming up next, Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, led by Firehouse Subs on 107.5 The Game. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.